Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lilith. And I am Eli. And today we will be talking about another visual novel adaptation for some reason. I don't I don't know why I'm kind of caught on like visual novel adaptations. Maybe because there was a lot of them in the mid to late 2000s. And most of them were pretty bad. I don't know. This is that one, isn't it? Which one? Uh, the I don't I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I I feel like you've ranted about this one to me personally before. Quite possibly. Well, if anything, uh, if you notice anything about my uh, my summary of it, please <laughs> let me know. Okay, so let's get started with the background. Okay. So the studio that did it was Zex, spelled Z-E-X-C-S. But why, though? I don't know. In any case, um, I couldn't really find anything major that they've done. They've done some stu- some other stuff. I think they're doing some stuff this season, but it, it's mostly it's mostly lower like mid-tier stuff at best. I think there might be one like really good show that they've done. But I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh anyways, so yeah, Zex and then this aired originally in winter 2008. And some other cool fun facts, the uh the director Tachibana Hideki's other notable works are uh, Armed Girls Machiavellianism. <laughs> that beautiful, beautiful show. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon 2 and 3? Winter 2008. I'll, I'll get back to that during my, uh, my, uh, my wrap-up of the series. All right. Um, and fun fact. So, it's based on a visual novel, obviously. And it is one of several visual novel adaptations from this one visual novel author. This one is the highest rated one that this I can find. This is the highest rated one. This one has about a 7 on Mal. And I know Mal scores don't like actually say anything. But, yeah, yeah. But this is the highest rated one, and it's just complete nonsense in my opinion. I mean, it's it does have its it it has its moments. It has its moments, but the ending is kind of a what? I mean, I don't think anything with a hugely negative, hugely poor mouse score has ever actually managed to be good. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's something that, that bucks that trend? Uh, like, Comet rel- Lucifer relatively poor mouse okay yeah because i remember comet lucifer was you know it's a decent show it's weirdly paced and it just has a really weird weirdly low score for some reason because of angry shippers but that's not important right now we're talking about h2o footprints in the sand i completely forgot to mention the title how could you forget the subtitle (laughs) fair enough okay so Let's go over the characters. So, don't 
So I'm going to run through the, the major characters. And when I'm, when I'm summarizing, I'm not going to stop and be like, oh, this is this character. I'm just going to plow forwards. So our main character is Hirose Takuma, who is blind. Next up is the first girl in the harem, Kohinata Hayami, who has black hair. Next is Kagura Hinata. She's the granddaughter of someone important. Uh, you got Hamaji, who is kind of a pervert. And kind of like the Joker of the group. Uh, Maki, who is Hamaji's straight man, I guess. Uh, time Sound Spirit Otoha, who may or may not be God. Uh, Yui, who is uh, an Ojo-sama with twin tails. Yui's servants, who are two guys without names. And Takuma's uncle. He has a name, but I don't remember it. Oh, and also uh, Hinata's grandpa, a.k.a. Grandpa Kagura. He's fun. Can't wait to talk about him. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So we'll go ahead and... I'll go ahead and put down what I feel about the opening and the ending. They're fine. There's nothing nothing really special about them, but they're not bad. They don't make me want to go and find them on Spotify, is what I'm saying. We'll get back to that later. So let's go ahead and start up as we get uh, some kind of monologue of, like, the... I don't know what really the context for the thing is, but, like, the guy is walking on the beach with God, and when he looks back, there's only one set of footprints. Basically that story. Okay. Um... There's like a panning shot of a uh, of a beach with footprints on it. Hey, footprints in the sand. Uh, we get and during this opening monologue, we also get a scene of a girl getting beat up in a field, and then a guy sitting like uh sitting around with dull eyes. So now the story begins. Okay. So basically, Hayami and Takuma meet on a hill when Takuma follows Otoha uh, in running away from a boar through a forest. Uh, when they get out, only Ta Otoha disappears, and he ends up crashing into Hayami. And she she basically just tells him to fuck off. And because he's blind, she has to, like, put him on the road and be like, okay, that way is school. Now, once he gets to school, we get to meet some of the other characters, like Hinata, who he poked in the butt with his cane. Anyway, so he's a transfer student who's joining the class. When are, when, when, when is an, a character a transfer student in anime? Fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> in like any if case... You, if, you, if you made a cross-section... 
if you, if you did like a like a table or something, there are more transfer students in anime than there are actually in real life. Yeah, that's probably accurate. So, uh, Hinata is the class rep for the class, so she's like helping him out, guiding him around. She's very friendly with him. Uh, and then after he sits down, Hayami shows up and tries to sit down, but then their teacher goes, no, wait, Hayami, since you're late, you aren't allowed to, to attend class today. But Takuma pulls out a, hey, no, she was helping me get to school, so that's why she was late. So she gets to stay in class. So then um, Hinata, Hamachi, and Maki show Takuma around the school, and that's a thing. Uh, Yui shows up, and Takuma falls over, and then Hinata lands on his face, but first... Anyway, so he gets taken to the infirmary, where he meets Otoha again. She takes him outside and gives him a moment of sight before he... uh, And calls him the promised one, and then sends him back to class. Uh, And then lunchtime. Takuma gets his food, and then Yui, the person, like, doing the lunch service, I guess... I don't really know what's going on there. They've, they're like a really fancy private school type deal, but they're in the countryside. So I don't really know what's up with that. Any case, Yui accuses Hayami of stealing the last squid ring? I don't know. Wait, squid ring? Like, I guess fried squid, but in a ring shape, like an onion ring? That is the worst possible like f- food <laughs> yeah i don't know in any case I, I imagine um, you think you're gonna bite into a nice onion ring and then just <laughs> it's squid it's squid and so um takuma does point out like hey no i was i just joined the class so the lunch menu hasn't been updated so that's why there's one fewer and also hayami didn't even have a tray in front of her like a lunch tray. So she had not even been served food. And it, it's literally just an excuse to like bully Hayami. Um, and Yui calls her a cockroach a bunch. Not just now, but like all throughout the series. Which is a particularly bad insult, I guess. I don't really know what's going on there. I think I'm missing something cultural. Probably. Yeah, probably. Anyways, Hayami leaves and uh, smashes the, like, warmer tray with the rest of the lunch stuff. Uh, Like, throws it on the ground. So Hinata says, no, don't follow her. But Takuma is blind and a harem protagonist, so he can't leave a girl in need. I don't know why I mentioned he's blind. Did you know he's blind? He's blind. Yeah, he's blind. Anyways, so so Takuma finds Hayami, and uh, she gives him some cup ramen that she had stashed there. Um, they talk for a bit, and then Yui's servants show up and threaten uh, Hayami. So Takuma tries to be like, ah, no, stop, stop this. I don't know what's going on, but stop it. 
and so, but then Hayami's like, let's take this outside. And uh, Takuma trips. One trying to follow her. In any case, so uh, we cut to later. Hayami is seen limping home, holding her arm. Takuma goes back to his uncle's house where he's staying to recover from his blindness. Uh, he has a nightmare about a train crossing. And then when he wakes up, Otoha is in his room and takes him to a beach. Like, instantaneously. And then she has him walk into the water. And then, like, gives him a hug. And she, basically she tells him that he can do anything he puts his mind to. Gives him a little kiss on the forehead and promises to give him some time. But it's up to him on how to use it. This this scene is actually pretty good. I, I like this scene here. In any case, um, when he wakes up, he rubs his eyes. And then... Uh, uh, Hayami's up on the hill again. And then... Takuma is also there. And he's like, wow, I can't believe how beautiful the sunrise is. And turns out he's not blind. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he is not blind now. So yeah, this is the show that, yes. that I was thinking of that you ranted out to me a long time ago. Oh yeah, big time. Okay, so... Unrelated to the ramen show. Ramen show? The, the one where a dude eats a brick of ramen. Oh, that one. That... Fucking... <laughs> I remember those two rants stick in my head from you. <laughs> the thing about the ramen brick show isn't that... That he eats ramen bricks. Yes, It's that he I does know. it once... And then never does it for the rest of the series. But the person who recommended it to me said, said it like he does it all the time. And I know I'm not, like, supposed to accept recommendations based on minor character details like that. But come on, man. You you can't just watch one episode and say that somebody does something all the time. Yeah. Like, if you watch this and assumed, oh, Takuma is chased by boars all the time. I mean, is he? No. In any case. So, Takuma... So, episode two. Takuma and Hayami meet again on a mountain path. And she's like, I don't need friends. And he's like, aw, I want to be friends. <laughs> In any case. So, Hinata, Hamaji, and Maki uh, show him around town. And they're like, wow, look at all this cool stuff in our town. Certainly nothing uh, Chekhov-related going on here. At one point, they come across a suspension bridge. Or a, not a suspension bridge, a hanging footbridge. I guess. Yeah, rope bridge is probably the best. In any case, Takuma is like, oh, hey, cool, bridge, let's go across it. But everybody else is like, oh, no, we can't cross the bridge. There's a demon that lives over there. Does the demon ask them questions like, what is their favorite color? <laughs> it doesn't live <laughs> under the bridge. It lives across the bridge. So naturally, once everybody went their own ways for the night, Takuma decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to go check out that bridge. So he finds uh, some old... I, I want to call them gondola lifts, like the... Uh, 
not a ski lift, but like a cable car. Yeah. Cable car lift. Finds a couple of those sitting in the woods. And inside them is a school uniform from his school. And then does a little more exploring and finds a spring with clear water. That turns out to be Hayami's bath. <laughs> and uh, so this tur- turns out this is her house. She lives in an old cable car. She lives in an old cable car. Yes. Anyways, they share some cup noodles and then when he leaves, he not just like, why did you go to the bridge? You fool. Any case, uh, the next morning, Takuma goes back to Hayami's house and breaks in and offers her some more cup noodles. Is there any problem in anime that cannot be solved through the judicious application of cup noodles? Of course not. In any case, uh, oh yeah, and also on the way to school, because they, they walk to school together, and everybody's like, oh, Hay- Hayami is such a cockroach. Fucking cockroach. In any case, uh, so, in art class, they have to make pinwheels for science class. What, what do they learn from a pinwheel? Uh, something about wind. They're in, like, middle school. They're, like, 14, maybe. Actually, no, probably, like, 12, now that I think about it. They're in middle school. They're not in high school or anything. At best, junior high. I remember doing shit like this in middle school slash junior high. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's a country. It's a country school. They do whatever the fuck they want. In any case, so Takuma wants to partner with Hayami, but Hinata's being a thought. (laughs) And then Takuma's like, hey, we could all three work on this thing. And then everybody in the class, like, goes dead silent and just stares in horror at him. Like, the mere idea of Hinata working with Hayami on anything in any case, Yui and her uh, servants chase after Hayami when uh, Hayami runs out of class. And Takuma runs after them. Oh yeah, and this happened while the teacher was in class. Like, Takuma's like, hey, teacher, stop the fight from that's about to happen. And she's like, up, oh, up, oh, I gotta fix my hair. In any case, so they, uh, so Yui and her two servants step all over Hayami, pour some toilet water on her, and then keep stepping on her while grinding her into the dirt. And then Takuma shows up to try and save her. And they're like, okay, we're going to bully you too. Okay. And, and, and then Hinata's... Sense, right? Yeah, of course. And then Hinata's like, no, don't bully Takuma. He knows not what he does. I shall save him from Hayami's evil clutches. Ugh. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> In any case, Takuma this, this show goes... sounds like an absolute uh, masterpiece so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Takuma takes Hayomi back to her house, and they work on the pinwheel together. They finish it, and they sit on their hill, talking about the wind. And then the, the pinwheel spins when a gust of wind appears. And it's like, oh, wow, yay, it's spinning. Science. Oh, 
and I didn't mention this just a second ago. So Hayami and Hinata keep having flashbacks to themselves as kids, like hanging out with each other. Okay. So that's this show relies heavily on flashbacks for some ungodly reason. If a show is more than 50% flashbacks, do the flashbacks become the main plot and the rest become flash-forwards? That is a very good question. <laughs> Maybe. In any case, um, so Hayami likes Takuma now. So, in the next episode, Hinata is walking Takuma to school and Hayami's waiting along the way so that, and she's practicing being a tsundere. <laughs> She's practicing at being a tsundere. Yes. She's the tsundere of the cast, and she's actually seen practicing, like, she's like, okay, what am I going to say when he shows up? Okay, I'm going to be like, I I wasn't waiting for you or anything. It's so hilarious. In any case, they get to school, and uh, they have to do, they have to, like, do a painting for art class. And I think the topic was, like, paint the most beautiful thing they see. I don't know. Some people insult Hayami. Uh, Hinata feeds Takuma some homemade rolled omelet. Um, that she, she apparently sacrificed 100 eggs to perfect the recipe. It's an omelet. There's no recipe. It's a rolled omelet. Moving on. In any case, so Hinata's like, Takuma, we are fated to be together. And he's like, that's weird. She's like, I'm going to go with some water because this is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. And so Takuma ends up wandering off and finds uh, Hayami on a hill. They talk for a bit and then Hinata shows up and it's like, being a thought. You know how it go. Yeah, yeah. In any case, um, so Otoha shows up again when Takuma is alone. Uh, she tickles him. And then she disappears when Hinata shows back up. And so Takuma and Hinata go to Hinata's house. And Takuma gets to meet Grandpa Kagura, who is the worst character in the show. <laughs> For reasons that I will get into later, but for now, he's just kind of ominous and creepy. Anyways, there was a... Most of this episode was flashbacks, for the most part, and it was, like, the same flashbacks over and over again. In any case, um... So the big reveal from the flashbacks is that Hinata and Hayami used to be best friends until the village burned down Hayami's family's house. And they weren't allowed to be friends anymore. We'll get to that. This seems like a very big overreaction to literally anything a person could do. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, so Takuma confronts Hinata because he finds out and he's like, no, you're going to make up with your friend. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I can't. And so he's like, he drags her to the bridge. And meanwhile, he, Hayami's uh, over at the ruin of her old house. The one that burned down. Paying her respects. The one that got burned down? The one, that, Yeah, the one that got burned down. 
any case, so they all end up meeting at the bridge, and then uh, Hinata, like, what, when they when they get at the bridge, she's like, uh, fuck. Uh, I don't know what to do. I have to stop him. So she uh, kisses him right in front of Hayami, which is uh, fun. Fun. Yeah. Okay, moving on to episode four. So we pick up at the kiss from last episode, and then we cut to them getting off the bus at the beach. That's right. It's the beach episode. All right. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so everybody but Yui's servants and Hayami are here. So we got Hamaji, Hinata, Maki, Yui, and Takaba. Very fun, very fun. Uh, basically, in this episode, Hamaji's little sister, Yukiji, usually just shortened to Yuki, shows up and is like, no, leave Hamaji alone. Don't don't try and get close to Hamaji. I don't like how close you're getting to Hamaji. <laughs> you know, normal if obsessive little sister stuff. Anyway, so she decides to, uh, Yuki, Yuki, uh, decides to try and, like, hurt Takuma so that he won't try and, uh, get with Hamaji, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so uh, she tries to hit him in the face with a volleyball. It hits Yui. It hits Yui instead. She tries to cover him in concrete, but the guy she stole the concrete from found her and started chasing her around. She wanted to cover a guy in concrete, so she stole a bunch of concrete. Yes. All right, story checks out. And then when they were splitting watermelons, she gave uh one of the other characters, a wooden sword with a real sword inside. And then it popped out. But instead of, like, I don't know, decapitating Takuma, it just ended up removing Yui's top. Like her bikini top. Which was <laughs> so fucking stupid. In any case, which, what ends up working, though, is telling him that Hinata wants to talk to him on a rock far away from everyone else. In any case, uh, everybody else is like, hey, wait, where'd Takuma go? And they're like, Yuki, do you know? And she's like, nope. They're like, Yuki. She's like, uh, I'm gonna go swimming. See ya. So, uh, while, while Takuma's on the rock, he has another Otoha encounter. She fans him with her skirt. And then points out that the tide has come in and he is now trapped on the rock. And then she swims away, leaving him to presumably die. I mean, can he not swim? Apparently not. He's been blind up till now, so I guess he never really bothered to learn. I don't know. Needless to say, this I don't think this series has like a great example of a blind character, in my opinion, for reasons that I will get into later. <laughs> but... Just kind of in general. In any case, so Yuki is nearby swimming and pouting. Um, and while she's swimming, her leg cramps up 
So Takuma notices, like, dives in to save her, but he almost drowns. And so Hamaji saves him by giving him CPR. And so, like, something that came up to, like, I thought about, um, is, like, why does everybody always freak freak out about CPR, like, treating it like kissing? Because Japan. Well, it's not just Japan. I just realized, like, I've seen that before as, like, a trope in American stuff, too. But, like... They do? Sometimes. But it's usually, like, instead of, like, oh, I don't know. It's... Fuck. It's it's usually Japan, though. The only noteworthy time when someone made a deal out of CPR that I can remember was an episode of Stargate, and that's because someone vomited blood and an alien parasite into the person giving them CPR's mouth. Okay, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my only experience with CPR being treated as, like, disgusting. Well, no, not disgusting, but, like, a kiss. It's supposed to be, like, a kiss or something? I don't know. It's really weird. And they're like, oh, no, you can't, you can't give them CPR, that's basically a kiss. <laughs> Uh, for all for all you people out there who might be weirded out and not want to give someone CPR because like oh it's a kiss, trust me. After they probably vomit into your mouth because that does happen a shocking amount of times from chest compressions. Who knew that pounding on someone's chest might cause the gag reflex to go open? Uh, <laughs> yeah, after they vomit into your mouth, trust me. There's romance is gonna be the farthest possible thing from both of your minds. Also, the fact that at least as I learned it. If you do it right, the person who you did CPR to should have a few cracked ribs. Yeah. So I feel like cracked ribs are going to lead to um, maybe cracked a... ribs. Vomit in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, not a good time for romance, in my opinion. Possible death. Yeah. In any case, so because he saved her... Yuki is like, okay, I'll not be as much of a dick to Takuma anymore. So after this, they all go up to the hot springs in nearby, because what? Because when why bother having just a beach episode when you could have a beach and hot springs episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hayami shows up after they all go up to the hot springs in. And uh, Yuki is sitting on a rock in the girls' bath with a super soaker and is aiming it at Takuma, but ends up shooting Yui in the face. I guess her reasoning was like, like I, I promised to be less of a dick, but I'm still going to be a little bit of a dick. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. In any case, so, while Takuma is relaxing in the, in the men's bath, uh, Hamaji walks in. He's like, hey, let me wash your back. And then he's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Wait, what are you doing here? And it turns out Hamaji is actually a guy. It's really weird. Like, let's. It's very confusing. She, Like, the question is cross-dresser or trans it's very very confusing because Hamaji clearly has like breasts and like a narrow hip wide waist or narrow waist wide hips when 
they are wearing like girls clothes and i'm so confused i'll give her i'll, I'll give i'll give homage this though the tuck game is on point <laughs> in any case this isn't important except for one thing later and some one-off gags Anyway, so Takuma sees Hayami swimming uh, out on the beach at night. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to her because I feel like we missed something. And so she's like, I I only came here to like say, what do you, th- what is, how do you feel about me? And then Hinata shows up because she's a thought. I take it that you don't like Hinata. Okay. Right now, I don't like Hinata. She's fine later. She's fine later. Yes. She 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 ascends to the lofty heights of basically okay. Yes. Okay, so after they like all confronted on the beach, Hayami got really mad, and so she's not talking to Takuma anymore. So and then Takuma meets uh, Grandpa Kagura again, I think. In any case, we find some more about what's what all is going on, finally, in episode 5. So, basically, Hayami and Hinata aren't friends anymore because after they became friends as kids, the whole town got together and burnt down Hayami's house and possibly murdered her parents because Hayami and Hinata were friends. And Why? also, and also, uh, he Hayami's family was cursed or something. I mean, it gets explained later, but maybe they're cursed with shitty neighbors. They they literally went torches and pitchforks on these people. They burned someone's house down and committed double homicide over a childhood friendship. Potential double homicide. In any case, uh, and now everybody's bullying. Hayami because of some because her parents did something bad I think it's something at this point all we know is it's something to do with her parents and that's why everybody bullies her oh yeah and the only reason Hinata is being a thought is because uh, Grandpa Kagura like wants to marry into Takuma's family for some reason. In any case, there's just a shit ton of flashbacks and whatchamacallit. And Hinata and Hayami look real, real sad. And then Takuma's like, okay, I'm I'm taking Hinata. I'm going to Hayami's house. And they are going to make up. So then his house got burned down. No. 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 Not yet. Not yet? It's complicated. Depends on how you define a house. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So. um, They end up making up, and Hayami gives Hinata a hard candy. Because Hinata used to give Hayami a hard candy all the time. And they're like, yay, we're friends now. Sorry, your house got burned down by the entire psychotic town. 
Sorry that sorry that the cult that secretly runs our town burned your house down. Oh, and also, Hinata has a dead little sister. Just uh, thought you might need to know that for later. Okay, so, episode 6. Hinata is now hanging out with Hayami regularly, and everybody else is like, what the fuck? Obviously, she's been snared by her witch powers and need to go burn her house down again. Of course. Uh, so, Hinata ends up getting a tour of Hayami's house. The the cable car, not the burned down ruin. In any case, um, so Yui, Hamachi, and Maki decide to go to the downtown area to uh, take their minds off of everything, play the skill tester machines, and uh, do some shopping. But then they run into Yui, or not Yui, but then they run into Hayami, Takuma, and Hinata there. So Yui's very annoyed. They fight a bit, but it's like friend fighting at this point. Um, Otoha shows up at one point, like just just to tell Takuma, like, "Hey, remember you're on a timer," and then she disappears. And so then uh, Yui and Hayami compete at a like a punch strength tester machine. And uh, Yui's wearing a really stupid outfit at the time. It's not super important, but it's just like... She wears it for the entire rest of the episode, and it's really bizarre. How, how bizarre? It... Well, no, it's just that she's... The fact that she's wearing the outfit is really bizarre. And I don't know why she's wearing it. Like, I know why. Because she wanted the most expensive clothes in the store. And it's like some pink gothic Lolita dress with platform shoes that she can't walk in. (laughs) I am concerned. She's also, like, the shortest member of the main cast, so... It's hilarious. In any case, so she ran off. And lost her wallet, so she wasn't able to get back home on the bus. Everybody else is like, Oh no, we've got to find Yui! Until the last bus comes, and then Hayami's like, Okay, you guys get on the bus, I'm gonna go check the mountain path back to the village. And so, uh... Hayami catches up with Yui right around where Hayami's burned-down family home is fun in any case so they have a little heart to heart by which i mean yui yells a bunch and kicks some wood and hayami's like ah i remember my mom's rolled omelet it was delicious in any case yui is now nice to hayami i guess because she was able to take her anger out on wood i guess on like a facsimile of hayam or yeah I don't know. I don't fucking know. In any case, um, so the bullying subplot is basically over. There's still some more, obviously, but it's more or less over. Everybody else is like, oh, okay, because Yui doesn't want to bully her anymore. We don't really feel like bullying her. Good old mob mentality. And yet they were willing to burn her parents' house down. To be fair, it's only the students that stop bullying her. 
to be fair. Okay, and also, in this episode, we find out some more info on why the village burned her house down. So, basically, her family was, like, super evil and took everything from the people of the village. Money, property, loved ones. Because, you see, I... So, I think one of them was, like, the town doctor or something. And they asked for payment for services rendered. And the townsfolk were poor, so they couldn't pay. So they had to let a few grandparents die. And everybody blamed them, I guess. I mean, that's my reading. So they, so they like, burned down the house because they wouldn't treat a grandpa, a granddad or something. Okay, episode seven. Uh, I mean... I could go over this entire episode, or I could just let you know that, remember Hinata's dead little sister? Yeah. What, did she come back as a zombie? No, the little sister was never dead. Hinata was dead. Wait, what? Hinata is actually Hotaru, the little sister. The original Hinata was the one that died, and she was the big sister. So I, I this this may be just how it's being described to me, but please tell me, is this as big of an ass to what pull as it feels? As no. it sounds like? No? Okay. No, it it's actually quite it's decently well foreshadowed, in my opinion. In any case, most of this episode is just flashbacks of uh Hotaru growing up, like with and without her sister. And so basically, when Hinata died, Hotaru had to become Hinata. And so, originally Why? she was... <sighs> Some fucking dynastic <laughs> politics bullshit, I think? Well, because, like, Hinata was like, oh, a prim and proper lady. But Hotaru was a quiet, shy girl who wasn't too good at school, but li- but really liked drawing picture books. Kid, kids level picture books and so like yeah I have no idea why like this got to the point where at one point in her adolescence like pre-adolescence I think um, she overheard some adults saying you know what I'm glad Hotaru was the one to die wow dicks yeah I know in any case so Another important thing is that the last story Hotaru was working on before Hinata died was a story called The Story of the Time Sound Spirit Otoha. And I should probably mention that Otoha looks like an older version of the original Hinata. Are you following me here? Vaguely. Okay, good. In any case, um, at the end of the episode... Hotaru comes out to her to the class as Hotaru. And everybody is super supportive. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, and the story of the Time Sound Spirit is th- thusly. So, the Time Sound Spirit Otoha will team up with the Promised One to fix the problems in the village and make everyone happy. Afterwards, Otoha will return to the spirit world, her purpose fulfilled. And originally, it didn't have an ending, like a proper ending, but then Hotaru 
went back and added one where the uh, the promised one, thanks to helping fix the village, ended up friends with everybody and lived happily ever after. And this is actually this is actually a, one of the better episodes, despite the me. And then the people of the village went and burned someone's house down. Fun, fun, fun. I'm not. I, I can't get over that. <laughs> they burned someone's house down. Yeah, the whole family's house. Oh yeah, and Hayami's wearing her hair in twin tails now. So you know. So episode eight is super fucking weird. Trying to describe everything that happens in this episode is would take longer than the episode itself, in my opinion. So the, basically, the the plot of it is Otaha decided to reward Takuma for his help in fixing the village by like letting him have some fun in an alternate reality for a bit. So, like, she's a magical girl. Takuma hits people with a fan. Uh, Hayami and Hotaru are his sisters for some reason. Uh, Oh, yeah, and there's a gag about Maki not being a main character but wanting to be. (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's, It's very fun. Like, uh, Yui shows up as a farming-themed nemesis for Magical Girl Otoha. Farming-themed nemesis? Yeah. Like, does she have the power to summon cows, or...? Yes. Also, yes. Wait, seriously? She... So it's... Like, it's a Magical Girl-type thing, so it's really, really vague. But, like, she waves her scythe, I guess, and then the rest of their class turns into farmers <laughs> it's super weird in any case uh otoha disappears at this point but she's not dead technically it's treated like she dies though in any case this is the last like laugh before the end so hope you enjoyed laughing because it's about to get sad <laughs> yes so, anyways, episode 9, uh, Takuma found a bell that belonged to his dead mother that was given to her by his father. And so he decides to carry it around to, like, you know, be like, oh, hey, mom, look around the village. This is this is how the village is doing. Ain't that cool? They and haven't then... murdered anyone in the past five years. Progress! <laughs> um... Unfortunately, this causes some misunderstandings as there's a local bell festival coming up. And there's like a Valentine's type deal where boys give girls bells to to like signify their affection. So like everybody's like, oh, who's going to give the bell to? This is as stupid as that like homecoming Marty Bell, whatever the thing, bells that people had at like homecoming isn't it kind of i don't know i still to this day don't fully understand what those things were for you mean the mums yeah that those stupid things yeah i have no idea either they're just big things to show off your wealth i guess whatever it's just a tiny little bell in this case so end of this little subplot is the bell strap breaks and hayami and hotaru promise to fix it because they're like, oh man, we kind of feel bad about this. But, like, doing that. Anyway, so... Some of the adults in town 
are being uh, fucking assholes. And they're like, why is Hayami run- running around town, you know, with freedom and impunity? Who does she think she is? Doesn't She's she mem- remember what we did to her parents? <laughs> Do we need to banish her even further? Uh, so the dads of Yui's servants decide to uh, take matters into their own hands. And, uh... Throw her off a cliff? No. So while she is bathing, they burn down her house. Really, 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 uh, really a single theme here with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after this, she has to go stay at Takuma's place in the village, so, like... Wait, isn't this the one that lives in the gondola? Yes. So they burn down her gondola? Yes. <laughs> I, feel like that, I feel like that's going, like, above and beyond just to be a dickhead. Yes, it was. So the arson dads are like, hey, Grandpa Kagura, try... We we need to get Hayami out of here. And he's like, no, I think that fire might have been arson. It could have burned down the whole mountain. This In this episode, he's, he's like, weirdly chill. It doesn't last, but, like, in my notes, I have read, like, he's... he's I think he's coming around to Hayami... No, he he's not. He's not at all. Which we actually find out a little bit later. Okay, so yeah. Hayami and Takuma are hanging out later, uh, eating salted watermelon slices after a uh, incident in the bath. I think uh, this one incident is what bumped up the rating. In any case, uh, Hayami's like, hey, Takuma, tell me about yourself. And he's like, I'd rather not. And she's like, ah, oh, come on, it can't be that bad. And he's like, all right, fine, my mother killed herself in front of me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. In any case, at the festival that I mentioned earlier, uh, Yui is busy selling chocolate-covered Japanese yams. That's a thing. Chocolate-covered? Who would eat that? <laughs> How only would someone... you eat that? Only s- like, on a I... stick. On a stick. Like a yam, well, actually, these are Japanese yams, but still, it's if, 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 if a yam, and it's. I'm imagining someone eating a chocolate dipped sweet potato, and. <laughs> <laughs> Is the skin still on? I have no idea. It looks like a banana until you bite into it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, so uh, Hayami talks with Hotaru at the church. Um, while Hotaru is preparing for some shrine maiden stuff. I don't know. In any case, Hotaru is like, Takuma's up on the hill. Go meet him. Y- y- you guys deserve to be together. And she's like, yay! So they run up there, they talk for a bit, and then uh, she's like, hey, I fixed your bell. And then they're like, yay! And then they kiss. And the music swells. And they hug. Well, backdrop by the moon. And then someone goes and burns his house down. <laughs> no. And so th- they are now the official couple of the series. Yay! Only took nine episodes. So, episode 10 begins by recontextualizing that last scene. So it turns out Grandpa Kagura was watching them from behind a tree nearby. And when he is shown, a scare chord plays. And he decides to go and burn the guy's house down. 
basically. <laughs> he doesn't actually burn down anyone's house. I was speaking metaphorically when I was, t- was talking about burning the house down. Not the not not Hayami's houses. Those were normal. Those were arson. Those were normal arson. The old man does the old metaphorical burn your house down. So anyways. So Hayami and Takuma are like acting all lovey-dovey. Uh, she made some fresh fried frog for breakfast. Um, fresh fried frog. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Just like yeah. Mama used to make. <laughs> uh, so like he gave her the bell. They're like Everybody's like, yay, hooray. Yay. Except the old man. Except Grandpa Kagura. He's he's being an asshole. He's like, why are they being together? And uh, and so the the arson dads stop by Grandpa Kagura's place and like, hey, we saw Takuma and Hayami hanging out, acting all lovey dovey. Do something about it. And then Grandpa Kagura is like, oh, don't worry, they can never be together. And he smiles. For like the first time in the series, and it's really creepy. I'd imagine. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so Takuma and Hayami are end up left alone for a day by his uncle. So they do the only logical thing two teenagers would do when left alone in a house: clean the house. <laughs> I was about to say, watch Netflix. <laughs> no, don't be ridiculous. These are responsible teenagers. Eat way pre-teens. too many snacks. They do do that, though. Uh, there, see, there's a little running gag of Hayami not understanding how to work modern appliances, like the shower and the okay, washing no, no, no. machine. How, how do you not know how to work a shower? Well, it's a Japanese shower, for one. Oh, okay. Point withdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shower is separate from the bath, but it's in the same room. It's very, yeah, very I, complicated. I, I... I, I refuse to understand uh, how Japanese bathrooms work. It's very complicated. So you see, first you shower and then yeah, you no. bathe. <laughs> Baths are only for relaxing. They are never for cleaning. And then also like the washing machine and the vacuum. She's like, how do you work? And <laughs> Takuma's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of it. You know, most washing machines have the instructions written on them. Fair enough. In any case, um, so they you know they continue acting like boyfriend and girlfriend. They go out on a picnic and they have a great time. But on their way back, they run into Grandpa Kagura, and he tells them that they can never be together for the simple reason that Hayami's family made Takuma's mom commit suicide. Okay, how? We- okay, so- why? Okay, so it's technically true. From a certain point of view. So basically, according to Takuma's uncle, uh, Takuma's mom was betrothed to someone from Hayami's family, but then she ended up meeting his dad, and they ended up eloping. And by the time they were tracked down by all the families involved, they had already had Takuma. And they're like, ah, fuck. And so his, uh, his mom's family... Or maybe his dad's family? I don't know. Whatever. they, That family was cool with it. They're like, cool. Radical, dog. You do you. But then apparently the Kohinatas, Hayami's family, was like, no, we can't allow this. So 
will make your life hell. To the And uh, this happened to the point that she threw herself in front of a train while her son watched. So, at school, the, uh, the main group, every, basically everybody who went to the beach trip in episode 4, is uh, looking at photos they took while at the beach while planning their next summer vacation. Uh, Takaba gets a headache. Yeah, his vision gets kind of blurry. And then um, Hayami and Takuma have it kind of tense now because she's like, we can't be together. My family major mom commits suicide. And it's like, what are you talking about? You were a toddler at best? <laughs> at best. At best, you were a toddler? You were the same age as him? He was a toddler? There's no way you knew about this? You didn't even know until Grandpa Kagura told you. How could you possibly know? In any case, so Takuma gets another headache and goes to bed. Well, not goes to bed. He falls asleep in the hall. So, like, he collapses. Must be exhaustion. In any case, there's a typhoon coming in. So everybody's uh, boarding up windows and setting sandbags along the the river so that it doesn't flood the river fl- flood so that it doesn't flood the village. And so uh while he's out, Takuma has a nightmare where Hayami drags his mom in front of the train that killed her. And so he wakes up screaming right as Hayami is putting a blanket on him. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he's like, Stop saying you're sorry. I know my mom is dead. It's not your fault. And so this upsets Hayami, who runs out of the house uh, and runs through the streets in the rain. Uh, She loses her hair ties in the process. Not the hair ties. And so she gets to one of the sandbag barriers and just decides to start trying to destroy it. Why? Why? I, I I I understand there's no reason, but still, why? I I don't know. I actually don't know. Has she considered not taking out her emotional anger or whatever uh, on an object that will be used to prevent like fifty thousand people from being swept away in a floodwater? At best, five thousand. Yeah. Probably more like 500. In any case, so um, so while she's doing this, Yui's servants show up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm destroying this sandbag barrier. And so Again, they're like, but why? <laughs> and so like, we knew you were no good. We're gonna, we're gonna beat you up for being a Kohinata and trying to destroy the village like all Kohinatas do. And so they take her out to a field and start beating the shit out of her. Just like in the first opening monologue thing. Yay. Yay, we finally caught up to where we were at the beginning. Yeah. So. 12-year-old's getting murdered in a field somewhere. (laughs) After her house got burned down. Twice. (laughs) So, episode 11, we resume with our beating currently in progress. (laughs) <laughs> we we resume with our beating currently in progress. 
So Yui shows up and's like, hey, stop it. She's my friend. Also 12. Yes. Or maybe 13. I don't know. Anyways. Regardless, she's too young to be beaten to death in a field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially for no reason. Very good point. Anyways, so she wanders off and uh, runs into Takuma. Who, uh, he chased after her after getting getting his mind in order. And then he beats her up. After she tells him to unleash his rage at her for killing his mother. But she didn't. <laughs> I know. <sighs> the last couple episodes, last few episodes are just complete piles of what? <laughs> just, 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 just scene after scene of what? Why? Okay. So anyways. So after he passed out. Um, Yui and Hotaru took them back to Takuma's house. Uh, Hayami, her, one of her eyes and her arm are kind of fucked up because of the two beatings she just had. Yeah. And so then, in Takuma's unconscious state, he has another dream about the death of his mother. But this time, it's Hayami who runs in front of the train... But then she turns into his mom at the last second, and then Otoha shows up and tells him to get over his mom's death, and then he has to like re-experience his mom's death multiple times, a whole bunch, for some reason. Anyways, he wakes up and his vision is blurry and kind of like black spotted, and then he and then everyone's like, "Oh, thank God you're awake," and he's like, "But I can't see," and everyone's like. What do you mean you can't see? You're blind. <laughs> yeah, it turns out this entire time, he has been blind. Yeah, I, I remember that particular little plot twist. This entire time, he was blind. <laughs> and like he tries to show off like, hey, look, I did stuff that you could do with your eyes open. Like, take notes. Have your eyes open in a picture paint a thing but you know I mean, like, like he he knows that being blind doesn't mean you physically lost your eyeballs yes <laughs> like, like i'm pretty sure a blind person can keep their eyes open they can but like to show it they have him close his eyes for whatever reason in any case so like the notes he took are just big old scribbles um and the painting he did was actually just like a bunch of paint splattered on a canvas which I mean, if you submitted that to a uh, to a modern Man, art museum, good enough for yeah, good enough for modern art. <laughs> you might you might make some uh, pretty good cash off that. It's, uh, it's avant garde. In any case, so according to the doctor, they have to go that comes down and sees him. Um, there's nothing wrong with him. He's still blind. There was nothing wrong with him before. When he was blind, so no, he's 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 fine. Physically, he's fine, but apparently he just, he wanted to see so badly that he thought he could see. Which I am 99% certain that is not how sight works. <laughs> you can't just be like, I want to see, I want to see, and then you see into the upper realms 
of consciousness from which no mortal may peek without going mad. Or something like that. In any case, so Grandpa Kagura shows up and contacted uh, Takuma's family, who, according to, according to Grandpa Kagura, don't want him seeing a Kohinata girl after what they did to, uh, to his mom. Don't you know? Yep. In any case, so uh, there was a unanimous vi village vote, and they're kicking Hayami out of the village. One of issue course. with that... <laughs> what? I said, of course! <laughs> yeah. One note, though, Takuma's uncle is, like, part of the village, part of the village, and he obviously didn't vote for that, so by definition, the vote was not unanimous. I mean, yeah, it's obviously this whole place is run by some creepy cult. Can we get that story? Can we get the story of the creepy cult that controls this town and burns people's houses down? It's it's just the one guy. It's just Grandpa Kagura. He's in charge of all of it. In any case, so, so that night, Hayami's like, Mr. Takuma's uncle, I'm leaving so that uh, I won't cause any issues with Takuma. And Takuma's uncle's like, no, 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 you can stay here until morning. Please, leave when it's light out. She's like, no, I don't want to get thrown out on my ass. I want to leave with my dignity intact. And then Takuma overhears, and he's like, no, Hayami, don't go. Which she she ran off. In any case, so he his, his uncle's like, okay, go lay down. I will go find her. And then his uncle runs into Hotaru, and he's like, and so his uncle says, go take care of Takuma for me while I go find Hayami. And so, uh, Hotaru is taking care of Takuma, you know, like getting him food, water, etc., petting him on the head. And then he's just like, he decides to speculate that, like, what if none of what if nothing that I've heard or seen was real? What if, what if all of this is just an illusion? What if, what if nothing is real? Basically having a solipsist, uh, attack, I guess. He ends up getting slapped by Hotaru for his troubles, which, uh, indicates that he is very much still in reality. I mean, he hallucinated a whole bunch of stuff before, so... However, he does hit peak mental break at this point. So, like, he stands up, he's giggling, he's stumbling around, and then wanders outside and falls into a rice paddy, and then gets back up, keeps laughing, and runs off. So, there's a... There's a blind kid on the loose. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a deeply disturbed, mentally unstable blind kid on the loose. Yeah... Um, anyway, so we cut to Hayami, who's out on the edge of town when she runs into the two arson dads. They're holding something uh, wrapped in cloth. She's like, I'm leaving the village. And they're like, uh, but you might come back, so we're going to get rid of you for good. And they unwrap the cloth to re reveal hunting rifles. And they chase her through the woods to her old family house, where she gets cornered by Ga Grandpa Kagura. And so one of the arson dads gets cold feet, so Grandpa Kagura takes the gun and is like, I'll show you how it's done, and uh, prepares to give Hayami a good old Russian suicide. 
They're literally about to murder a 12-year-old for no reason. No, it's for a very good reason. It's because she is part of the family that apparently tormented the village. I say apparently because we never see any evidence of this. Yeah, I ref- I, I, I'm fully convinced that they did nothing. <laughs> like, they, they they let their grass grow a quarter inch too long, and the Homeowners Association said, we gotta make an example of them. <laughs> anyway, so, right as Tuck... Right as Grandpa Kagura fires the gun, Takuma appears and jerks the gun up, causing it to miss Hayami. Everybody's like, holy shit, it's Takuma. And then Hayami's like, holy shit, what the fuck? Because uh, when he does that, he's like, leave my mother alone. Oh, and I forgot to mention this, but Hayami's wearing her hair in Twin Tails again. Yay. Okay. Anyway, Yay. so episode 12, this is the last episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so. So basically. Takuma has reverted to his childhood, mentally, due to not being able to deal with his repressed memories about his mom. So now he thinks Hayami is his mom. Anyway, so Hotaru shows up to the uh, to the old burned-down house and tells her grandpa that uh, she called the cops for the attempted murder and everything else. Probably the arson, too, now that I think about it. Anyway, so uh, I assume the Arson Dads and then also Grandpa Kagura get put away for a long time after this. Because we never see them again. Isn't this also the last episode? Yes, this is also the last episode. But we don't even see them in, like, the epilogue. So I assume they got, like, Supermax or something. (laughs) This is Japan. They have, uh, what was it, 90% conviction rate? Yeah, like 90-something percent. Very high. Anyway, so... Hayami and Takuma and his uncle go to visit a doctor, and he's like, yeah, he's reverted to childhood because he can't handle his repressed memories. And a bunch of reporters show up to the village to try and interview Hotaru since she uh, busted her grandpa for whatever it was he was doing. Multiple counts of arson, attempted murder. Actual Running murder. some weird freaky cults in... Rural Japan. <laughs> Seriously. Any case, so Maki, Hamaji, and Yui decide to just pop in and wreck all their shit and make them run away. Yay! So all the reporters run off. Yay! It's, it's weird. I don't know. Anyway, so Takuma is moving back to Tokyo, and Hayami is moving with them, and. They're moving back into Takuma's old family apartment. So, yay. Yay. So, Hayami decides, I'll take one more walk around the village to remember everything that happened in this season. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then right before right before they leave for Tokyo, uh, Yui's servants show up and they're like, Hey, Hayami, uh, we're sorry for being dicks to you and beating you up all the time. And she's like, I accept your apology. And then they go to Tokyo. So that Hayami can be Takuma's mom. What the fuck? She's like 13 or 14. 
any case, so finally the bullying subplot is over. In any case, so in Tokyo, Hayami gets a job uh, delivering papers on bicycle. Good times, good times. This is still go. Oh, right, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I'm remembering back to the first time. Yeah, no, this is still going. <laughs> yeah, this is still going. So, um, so she's basically taking care of him, doing the shopping, doing the cooking, paying for the apartment. I guess probably I just paying for food. I think, I think uh, Takuma's family is paying for the apartment. Why does she have a job then? God, it's so confusing. How does she have a job? Well, it's just it's just a paper route. In any case, so uh. There's some random stuff. Like, she sends a letter back to the village, and we get to see how everybody's doing. Which, the only real change has been that Yui decided to start wearing her hair in uh, four drills instead of twin tails. It's weird. It's Wait, weird. It never comes up again. How gain the power to pierce the heavens? <laughs> I wish. In any case, so, one day, Takuma is playing with a pinwheel and asks to come shopping with his quote-unquote mom. And Hayami's like, all right, fine, we'll go shopping together. And they're like, oh, yay, we're going shopping. And then as the sun is setting, they're uh, near a train crossing. Oh, God. And so Hayami's like, okay, Takuma, I want you to, like, reckon with your mom's death. But you're right here. No, you're real mom. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, okay, your mom loves you a whole, whole bunch. Okay. And then the uh the like train warning whatever st- starts up and Takuma's like, "Ah, I'm getting flashbacks." And so and you know like the things come down so that you can't cross the thing. So you can't cross the tracks, but then there's a ball. I forgot to mention in some of his dreams there's a ball that's bouncing along. So anyways, in the current day, there's like a volleyball or something that's bouncing along. And there's a kid chasing after it. And the kid and the ball bounces into the train crossing. And the kid goes into the train crossing. And so Hayami lets go of Takuma's hands and runs into the train crossing to save the kid. She does catch up to the kid, but she doesn't save the kid. Because they both get hit by a train. And it turns out this was the exact scenario in, in which Takuma's real mom died. It wasn't suicide, it was trying to save a kid. <sighs> so anyways, at this point he gets his sight back for real. Right as uh right as right as Hayami dies. Yay. <laughs> okay, so uh he returned to the village. They had a funeral for Hayami. Uh, they recovered her journal from the burned ruin of her uh, cable car home. And basically it was just like, I really like you, Takuma, and I don't really know how to express that because I've never really liked anyone before. And he's like, oh, wow, that's really sweet. In any case, so um, big time skip for the epilogue. Um... They're in their, like, early 20s at this point. Um, I, I assume early 20s. In any case, um, but life goes on. So 
Yui is back to normal twin tails, but she's short still. So she hasn't changed at all. Uh, Hotaru is the new village chief, and she's got a rockin' new outfit. Actually, most of the people have out new outfits. Weird. Um, anyways. So, uh, Maki had a kid with Hamaji. And Hamaji still looks how they did as a 14-year-old. Which, imp very impressive in my opinion. I want whatever they have. He has, whatever. Um, Hamaji's little sister looks like Hamaji now. Uh, Takuma's uncle got a new outfit. Because previously he pretty much just wore like sweatpants and a t-shirt. And now he's got like a jacket and proper pants. And I'm very confused why. And, uh, oh yeah, and Takuma also has a new outfit. Well, actually, not really. He just switched out his white overshirt for a black overshirt. Exciting. Yeah, really exciting. Anyways, so Takuma and his uncle decide, decided to put up a windmill uh, on Hayami's favorite hill in honor of her. It doesn't actually mill anything. It just, you know, spins. Um. Anyway, so after Takuma's uncle leaves... A uh, little kid being chased by a boar runs out of the nearby woods and tackles Takuma. And she looks just like Otoha, because she is Otoha. And uh, there's a familiar voice in the distance. And Otoha's like, you better be thankful. It took a, it took a lot of work with the spirit council to get this, get this favor through, so you better take care of her this time. And then Otoha runs off and disappears, and then a girl with a black dress and black hair, like a certain tsundere we know, walks into view, and she's like, basically, it's it's Hayami. She's she's come back from the dead. And they, like, hold hands, look at the windmill, and that's the end. Not gonna lie, that show sounds like ab sounded like absolute misery to get through. It was. There's a reason I only watched one episode at a time. Because I cannot handle the show. Like, ugh. It was so frustrating. Like, there's some good stuff in the middle. I will admit, there's some good stuff in the middle. But everything around that is so crap, in my opinion. I mean, the animation of the series is decent. It's alright. It's mid-2000s animation. It, there is, like, the main characters all have a really bad case of anime eyes. So, but, I mean, this was the mid to late 2000s, so everybody had that. Um, and just something I noticed is, like, there's still, like, some of the characters have, like, a 90s fringe in their hairstyle. You know, where it's, like, it juts off to the side. Like, it's just a giant mass of hair. Which is very, very interesting, in my opinion. Now, winter to... Now, that said, this show... Like, I thought, oh, you know, this is alright for 2008. And then it's I went back and... 2008. I went back and looked what else was in 2008. So, first yeah. off... Winter 2008, fucking Spice and Wolf. Yeah, I know. I As soon as you said Winter 2008, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. 
it aired in the same goddamn season as Spice and Wolf, so it's already fallen several steps. You also had stuff like Code Geass, Soul Eater, uh, Familiar of Zero. I actually don't know if that's good animation, but it's it's memorable. Uh, you had Toradora. It important, it's an important milestone, I think, at least. Yes, it absolutely was. You also had Toradora, Clanet Afterstory, uh, Magical Index, and a whole whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I and know. <laughs> two, uh, like two, I think we, we've said this before, but like 2005 to 2009, it was a transcendental period. I don't know if that's the right word, but... I, I don't know. I know that 2008 was a really good year for anime. Like, you... In the span of, like, three years, you had OG Fate Stay Night, like, Clan Ad, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You had all this, whole, a whole bunch of really good stuff come out. But you also had a lot of crap. Yeah. And for what, some reason, a lot of visual novel adaptations. When people are talking about, like, classic shows, it's almost either something from, like, 2005 to 2009 or something from the 90s. Or later, or earlier. There's almost nothing in the early 2000s, and I'm sure this is just, like, me not hearing about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, but yes, that... That giant mess of a fucking show. Like I said, it has some good moments, but it just fucking wastes them. It wastes them, and I hate it for doing that so much. <sighs> oh, well, whatever. I don't recommend anybody watch this unless you want to get really angry at an old man. So, The show know. does not hold up, is what you're saying. <laughs> it wasn't good to begin with. <laughs> it wasn't good to begin with, but in retrospect, there's even less to like go back and watch it yeah i say if you're gonna watch it just watch episode eight which is the non-canon parody episode which is legitimately entertaining in my opinion it reminds me of the 11 eyes ova which was 10 out of 10 absolute trash this is 9 out of 10 not bad the rest of the show, I give it a five for being so average. It's average. Just because it's like I thought it was bad, but it's just so disappointingly average. <sighs> like I used to be able to get really up in arms about this show, but I honestly can't. I can't I can't muster it. <laughs> I I don't care. <laughs> This show has left my brain. I don't care anymore. <sighs> Any case. So, yeah, that's uh, H2O, Footprints in the Sand. It was recommended to me as a really bad anime, and it was decidedly average. So, yeah. Uh, join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Tell me your favorite bad anime, and I will watch it. Arfretta. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse on moral grounds. <sighs> Arfaretta is not bad, just bad. It like violates the hate convention. <laughs> That's why. I mean, it's still better than Wonder Momo. 
think anything's better than that. Everything is Watching better than paint dry would be better than that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh, anime stroganoff. I have been Lilith, and I have been Eli. Thanks for listening. <laughs>